Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sunday Messages. I just answered a question on my Instagram, and I actually wanted to bring it to my podcast audience as well, because I know that a lot of people struggle with this, and I gave a really concise answer. So I just want to bring this tool to you today so that hopefully this lands for you and can help shake you out of some distorted thinking or an unhelpful perspective that you might have. Okay, so here's the question. When things start to become amazing, how do you fight the fear of heights? The it's so good, disappointment must be around the corner or Things are getting so much better. How can I aim even higher? Do you always use the same techniques or do you have some advice that's more specific for this? So there are a couple of different pieces that are involved with this. The first thing that you want to tease apart is are you getting thrown into fight or flight or not? Do you feel like you're going to die Is it that extreme, the sensation that's coming up in your body? If you're even playing with the idea of disappointment. So if it feels like, if I don't get this job, I'm going to die. Or if this guy doesn't call me back, I'm going to die. Or if I don't get this house, I'm going to die. If you're in that territory, the first thing that you want to do is correct your nervous system. You need to learn how to regulate that and adjust that. If you're in that mode, then focusing on disappointment or trying to navigate disappointment won't even make sense. None of it is going to work, and there's no tool that is going to effectively correct the fear of disappointment if your nervous system continues to be dysregulated. So that's the first place that you want to go if you're in fight or flight. Now, The second piece that I want to address is this whole story that's being told about, oh, things are going well, so disappointment must be around the corner. If you have that repetitive thought, and that is a belief that you have held for a really long time, the only reason why that keeps happening is because you keep thinking it, you keep holding it in your body, you keep focusing on it, you keep, you know, uh, like making a bed for disappointment to walk into your home. So you are preparing for disappointment every time you fall into that. And the thing with this is that it's not true. It's not correct. You get what you embody. It's not true that when things are going really well, that means that something bad is right around the corner or that something horrible is on the heels of it. That's not true. Absolutely not. Life is not supposed to be that way. The only reason why it keeps happening is because you hold it in your body, you tell yourself the story, you become an energetic match for it, it shows up in your experience, and then you point at it and you say, see, I told you, I was right. And then you strengthen that connection in your mind and body and so on and so forth, rinse, repeat. So you have to get off that train. And the first way to get off that train is by start start telling your brain and your ego, what if I'm wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. 
Maybe what's actually true is that the more I practice things going well and I enjoy things going well, the better it gets. The better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. The easier it gets, the easier it gets, the easier it gets, the easier it gets. I think that people are just in the practice of thinking and believing and saying these things and telling these stories and then looking for it and then confirming it and feeling righteous in their original perspective. So the big thing that you can do to help yourself is by telling yourself, well, maybe I'm wrong. And just drive a wedge in between the old belief system and new belief system. You don't, don't do a 180. It doesn't work. I say this all the time. Do not try to flip into the most positive, uplifting, clean energy. You just want to jump to the next lily pad. The third thing. I consider disappointment to be one of the very first wounds that we experience as children. The example that I gave on Instagram was your parents tell you that you're going to go to Disneyland or that you can have that toy or that you can have something or experience something and then they don't follow through and you experience disappointment. You feel crushed. So it's one of the earliest wounds that we have when we enter our conscious mind. And so that's one of the big reasons why people have this disappointment phobia is because it's an old wound and it's a collective wound and it's something that we all experience. We've all been disappointed. Now, the thing that you want to remind yourself as an adult is while that was proportionately the worst thing that happened when you were little or what felt like the worst thing that could happen when you were little because it's all relative to life experience. That's not true as an adult. I promise you, I can guarantee the vast majority of you have experienced far worse things than disappointment. Disappointment is peanuts relative to some of the pain that you've experienced. So remember how resilient you are. The disappointment isn't a big deal. It's not going to kill you. It's going to be okay. There are so many things that are way worse to feel than disappointment. Disappointment is something that you can probably move through relatively quickly. So it's not worth holding out on yourself in the moment or restricting your gratitude or restricting pleasure because you're worried about disappointment or losing something. Okay, it's simply, it doesn't make sense because all you're doing is like doubling down on disappointment. I'm just going to cut myself off now. And then that way, when the other shoe drops, then I'll just feel disappointment twice as long. That's basically what you're doing when you do that. So it's, it's unnecessary. I would say, why don't you practice tripling down on good feelings, really sinking into gratitude, really sinking into pleasure, really extending the good things that are happening in your life and see where that gets you. Because when you anchor in that, you become a magnet for more. So the last piece of this is that we want to remember that life has seasons. So the winter season is something that does come and will come. The season when everything dies. The season when things or chapters come to a close and come to an end. That is something that's inevitable. 
So what disappointment really does is it's kind of like in the middle of summer, you're bundling up because winter will come. And if you did that in real life, people would think you're nuts. It's 102 degrees today. We're in the middle of a heat wave. The sun is shining. It's it's bright. It's warm out. Why are you dressed in a down coat and a scarf? And why are you wearing gloves? You're going to hurt yourself doing that. You're going to get heat stroke if you do that out in this weather. And so... If you are practicing disappointment in a summertime season, all you're doing is hurting yourself. Yes, winter is a part of the process. Let me give you more of an applicable example when it comes to something that a lot of people experience disappointment or fear around. Your love life. It's like saying, well... I can't let myself experience good feelings in this relationship or enjoy this season of a relationship because one of us is going to die eventually. And even if we live happily ever after, if I die, my partner is going to feel bad. Or if my partner dies, I'm going to feel bad. So we should just avoid this whole love thing to begin with. Or... No, I can't enjoy my job right now because I'm probably going to want to move on to another job at some point in the future. Or, no, I can't enjoy this house that I got right now even though it's beautiful and it's everything that I want because I might outgrow this house and want a new house. So if you perpetually do this to yourself all the time, you are actively conjuring up a miserable life experience. So if you can get to the place where you're enjoying the seasons of life for everything that they bring and really enjoy the summertime when summer is around and when you're getting into the fall season, I'm in the middle of a fall season, I feel a transition coming, I feel the end of a chapter approaching and so it has me in this contemplative energy where I'm really starting to feel the grief arise as this chapter of my life is beginning to come to a close. But it doesn't mean it's not beautiful. It doesn't mean that I don't appreciate it. It doesn't mean that I'm not holding multiple things at the same time. I'm holding deep appreciation for everything that's happened during this chapter and all that I've learned and how much I've grown and all of those things. And, you know, I have a little bit of nervousness about the newness of what's coming up and what's going to unfold. And I have excitement about the future and the next steps. And I'm experiencing some grief about what is going to be shifting out of my life and things that are no longer going to be a part of my day-to-day experience. Even if they are replaced by things that are even better, there's still some grief around it. But I am not up in arms about the fact that I'm in a, a fall season, an autumn season in this moment. It's just the way life is. And if you can see appreciation for every part of it, you'll have fun with it. It's something that will make life sweeter, not more bitter. So if you say, well, disappointment or something bad might happen, sure, but 
if you didn't have that recognition and clarity, then you wouldn't be asking and therefore you wouldn't be expanding or evolving. So disappointment from that standpoint is actually the fuel for your creation. If you didn't have things that you didn't want to adjust or fix or correct or if things never went wrong, you would be bored. Again, if you didn't have the experience of the duality, you wouldn't have come to earth. You actively chose to do this thing where you felt into, ouch, I don't like that, I don't want that. Then it gave you a North Star, which is pleasure and desire, what you want, so you can expand into that because it's pointing to your evolution. So you are moving in that direction and it's a part of why you're here. So it's okay if you are achy in a period of grief or as you are moving into a winter time season where things are coming to a close. But my God, don't let it ruin your summer. Don't let the inevitability of winter ruin your summer. Just don't. It's not necessary. It's you poison the well when you do that. Where if you just recognize that there are seasons of expansion and contraction and it is like breathing, your lungs expand, you're inhaling, you're taking things in, and then you exhale, your lungs are contracting, they're getting smaller, and and so is life. So if you can just make peace with this, it will make this much more enjoyable through and through. You're not going to kick and scream when you get into a winter season. It's going to be something that is very tender and sensitive and deep and it provides wisdom. Winter is when the wisdom often drops in on deeper levels. Not always, but usually in the summertime you want to be out in the sunshine and you want to be enjoying yourself. And it isn't until there, there are deep periods of contemplation where you can really allow the wisdom to settle into your body and it's needed because you couldn't have one without the other. So don't be afraid of disappointment. It's just giving you more things. There's just more things and you're having, you're on an adventure. So you have to allow for multiple plot points. I need to stop with these analogies. <laughs> I really, I need to put down the analogies, okay? But the point of all of these analogies is that you see this in literally everything in life. It's not, it's not just this one thing that you might be fixated on in this moment. It's in everything. If you just look around, you will see it. Okay, I lied. This is actually the last point that I want to make about disappointment. So... My theory about disappointment is that it's essentially the same thing as scarcity. I would argue that they're pretty much synonymous. People fear disappointment from a headspace of what if there's not more? What if there isn't another one that's going to come? Or what if it takes a really long time? which is just a form of time scarcity. So generally, it's some type of shortage that you're convinced there is, like a shortage of jobs or a shortage of potential partners or a shortage of homes or whatever. 
And then on top of that, if you add time into the mix, like I'm running out of time, then you're just in time scarcity when really time doesn't work that way, but that's a conversation for a different day. Once you get out of scarcity and you understand that there are infinite everything, there is infinite jobs, infinite money, infinite potential partners, infinite houses, infinite, 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 then you can chill out and you can relax because you're not going to dig your nails into that thing that you want so bad. You can want it, but if it's throwing you into scarcity, then the fear of disappointment is going to loom. I promise you this is not necessary at all. You don't need to do this to yourself. There's more than enough. There's more than you could ever possibly have fully. Like there's more than you can even experience in one lifetime. That's how many or that's how much there is that's available. The world and the universe is an infinitely replenishing place. It's it's designed and it's in balance to be in constant replenishment. So many of the world's problems come from scarcity. Truly, it is one of the main things that misguides people. Whereas you can experience solutions so much faster if you're sitting in abundance of all things, if you're sitting in wealth of all things. Once you get yourself to that place, you're, I I mean, honestly, you're invincible once you're there. But for a lot of people, it takes quite a bit of time and it takes massaging to actually get into that space where you are fully tapped into that belief system. Because that's really what it is. You can have a belief system that's anchored in scarcity, but you're going to feel terrified all the time if you're in scarcity all the time. So remember, there's always more. There's always more. There's always more. There's always another one. They're infinitely available to you in all times and spaces. You just want to be in a space where you can actually receive it. That's the key thing. So that is what I have for you today on disappointment. And I also want to let you know that all of the master classes that I've held this year are now available on my website. So if you go to onyxhealing.com slash masterclasses, you will see all of the master classes that I've held this year. They are available to you. They are immediately accessible if you feel called to join in on any of them. There are four up right now. I know a lot of you really, really, really wanted Heaven's Nectar to be put up. So I went ahead and made that available to you, as well as Divination, Bitch, and God's Looking Glass. They are all there for you if you would like to go deeper into any of those topics with me. And I would say the one that's most applicable to this conversation right now is definitely Heaven's Nectar. If you like this conversation, Heaven's Nectar is the place to be for an even more in-depth conversation about this when it comes to desire, pleasure, and expansion. One more thing that I'm going to tease you with right now is that I have another class coming up live at the end of October. I haven't released it yet, but I'm going to give you a hint. It has to do with performance anxiety and fear of failure and really having paralysis around putting your creative work into the world. 
It is going to be so good. I feel like my entire 2021 has been building up to this class. So that will be coming up here soon. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram or you're on my newsletter to stay up to date with that. And I will also be talking about it in future podcasts as well. So stay tuned for that if you are ready to jump into a live container with me. And I love you so much. I hope you have a beautiful week. Thanks for chilling out with me and I will talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.